2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husband man that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say. And the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Amen. Precious Lord. We can't be strong on our own strength. Because our own strength can't fight the battles. We need to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. We need to be strong in the spirit of God that dwells and abides in us. Father, make that happen. Give us strength. We got some battles to face. We don't know what they are, but we know in the, in the next coming months and weeks and years, we got some battles to face. Father God, don't let us face them on our own. Give us strength. And we thank you in advance. Amen. So, so we, so just in review, we talked about a good soldier, a good soldier. They're bad soldiers, okay? You know, they're, they're bad. There's bad doctors. They're bad soldiers. They're bad lawyers. I mean, there's bad businessmen. I mean, they're bad in every category. They're bad. They're bad soldiers. But a good soldier, we learned, is a follower of Jesus Christ. A good soldier has been enlisted. How do we get enlisted as a good soldier? Somebody said it. Marvel not, John 3, 7. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. How about that? A good soldier is born again. What's it mean to be born again? Good question. Okay? That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That means, that means, we talked about a little bit in Sunday school, if you're born of the flesh, you're going to like fleshly things. You're going to like what the world offers, and you're going to be involved in it because the flesh is attracted to the flesh. But when you're born of the spirit, now your appetite changes, your desires changes. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, or if any man been born again, he's not in the flesh anymore. He's in the spirit and he's going to desire the things of the spirit. He's going to want some spiritual food. Okay. Don't put down some of the worldly appetizers and pick up some of the spiritual things. Not only, not only is he a follower, but he understands his position. This is a hard one. This is a hard one for a lot of people to get because they, they don't want to be called servants. When Jesus said, 
In his own words, he said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve. Okay, so a soldier understands who the who the commander in chief is, and, and the commander in chief for us is the Lord Jesus Christ. How, how did he how did he come there? We we talked about it a few times, and in in First Corinthians six nineteen, Paul wrote it like this. He said, "What? Somebody had asked Paul the question, you know, about the temple and about his body. I guess somebody said it's my body. I can do what I want to do. Okay." So like that song back in the 60s, it's my party, and I do what I want to do. Christian can't say that. The soldier of God doesn't say that. And somebody must have said it to Paul. Paul said, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? (laughs) And that's a good thing. The Holy Ghost is in us. In the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost was on the outside. And David, David pleaded because he saw how God removed the Holy Spirit from Saul, and Saul became a madman. And David said, I don't want none of that. He said, Lord, don't take your spirit from me. Well, David was a great prophet. He says, what? Know ye not that your body is is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. Okay? So if you're one of them Christians, and you can take it or leave it, do whatever you want to do, you know, and, and, and you know something, God is asking you to do something, and you say, you know what, I, I, I'll decide not to do it. You know? No. You are not your own. Well, that, see, that's humbling, ain't it? Ain't that humbling? Okay. Margaret said, no, there's none. She knows the time is going to come and she's going to have to get on her hands and knees and get out there and do all them flowers in front of that. She ain't getting no, she ain't getting no, no bonus check for that. And she got to go out there and she got to go get the flowers, get that mulch and clean all the weeds out of there. For you are bought with a price. What's the price? Amen. What's the price? To blood of the lamb. The precious blood of the lamb. Thank you. The precious blood of the lamb. Therefore, because you were bought with a price, therefore, as a servant of God, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which is of God. How are we doing so far? Not too bad. Not too bad. Let me, let the next thing we talk about, and I'm just in review. A good soldier understands the rules. How about that? A good soldier understands the rules. I mean, they, a good soldier knows it's time to wake up. It's time to go to bed. They know what they need to do to, every day. Every day. You don't have no, no, you don't wake up and you just do whatever you want to do as a soldier. No, you have certain things that you have to do. Certain times you have to be up. Shoes have to be shined. Certain times you have to go. You just can't go to breakfast at 10 o'clock if they serve it at 8. Okay. Okay. Luke 12, 47. It says, and that servant, which knew his Lord's will, 
Columbus, Columbus, Columbus is, is, is talking and he's praying and he say, well, we preach the word here and the word of God here, the word of God here. Okay, absolutely. Because we, we have to know what God's will is. My heart breaks when, 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 when I listen to people who've been in church for a long time, been going to different churches for a long time, and really don't know what God's will is. Don't know the word of God, have, it, have not been taught the word of God. And then when, when the storms come, the winds come, the rains come, adversity come, they fold like a tent. And that servant, Luke 12, 47, which knew his Lord's will, that's, that's, that's interesting, and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will that he knew, shall be beaten with many stripes. Okay. Some people, you know, that verse in the Bible, you know, you're going to be held accountable for what you know. Amen. Okay? You're going to be held accountable. I'm going to be held accountable for what I know. And everybody else is going to be held accountable for what they know. And we know who's going to hold us accountable? An all-knowing God. So you might not be accountable as, to, as much as I will be because God has given me more. But you're going to be accountable Amen. for what you do know. Romans 1.32, talking about divine order and knowing this. And this is, this is, this is the verse I, I always talk about when, when we talk about look at the world. It's going crazy. He says, who knowing the judgment of God. You know, do you think the world don't know the judgment of God? Okay. The world knows the judgment of God. They just refuse, refuse to accept it as truth. He said, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do it. Hmm. Let, me, let me get down. Last week we talked about the soldier being faithful. Now I could talk about faithful for a long time. Faithful is one of the great, great words in the Bible. We talk about what is faithful. What is faithful? Being committed. Trusted in the Lord. Being born again. Being saved. Being committed. Living your life for the Lord. Every day. Every day. Never take it off. Second Timothy 2 3. Good soldier. He's faithful. Second Timothy 4 6. Paul says, For now I'm ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I was thinking about my buddy. Rusty Rosenberg, I, I worked with him a long time out to the prison. His son fought Muhammad Ali's grandson two days ago. They called it a draw. That means he won. He fought a good fight. He says, and they went 12 rounds. He finished his course. Here's Paul. Paul went 12 rounds. With the world, with the devil, with himself. Sometimes, sometimes our battles are within ourselves. Sometimes we have to battle our own selves. Okay? Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished the course. Here's the good part. I have kept the faith. I've gone over that as many times. I have kept the faith. Okay? Do tribulations? Kept the faith. Do faults and failures? Kept the faith. Getting old and feeble, kept the faith. Kept the faith. I'm going to die keeping the faith. That's our goal. 
That'll keep us young. That'll keep us vibrant. That'll keep us vibrant. That'll keep us from being what we just talked about, getting old and bitter. When you keep the faith. Somebody said this morning, when the joy that you have, the spirit of, when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have joy. I, I, I can take you to places where folks that I know know the Lord, they, they're in their 90s and they're full of joy. And I sit down next to them and they just laugh and talk the whole time. Because the Spirit of God and the Holy Ghost that's in you is, keeps you full of joy. I don't want nobody to be bitter. I talk about faithfulness can be seen. People see it. Watch this. Hebrews 12, 1. That's just this great verse. It says, wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. How about that? Let us lay aside every weight in the sin which do so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is before us. How many believe that? How many believe in that? How many believe that great cloud of witnesses are folks that are in heaven? Watching us down here get ready. How many here got loved ones that we believe this in heaven? Now, now I, don't, I, know, I know some of y'all believe all y'all loved ones in heaven. I, I, I beg to differ. Um, but we do have some folks. I hope everybody here knows a few folks in heaven. Amen. Okay? Waiting. Cheering you on. How about that? That's what I'm trying to do, cheer you on. I want you, to, I want you guys to be, I want you guys to be grateful, God. I want you guys to be grateful, God, when it's time to go. When it's time to go, have no doubt. You know, I hear people, I talk to people, I say, when you, when you, leave, when you die, you're going to heaven. I hope so. I, we can't have a hope so faith. Uh, you know, and you're not being arrogant or cocky if you say, when I die, I'm going to heaven. That's not being arrogant or cocky. Okay? You, you, I'd rather you be that than, well, I don't know. Well, you don't know. You need to put some work in while you can. Okay? Because we're going to heaven. People ask me, well, you, how do you know you're going to heaven? I know I'm going to heaven because I've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. I am a child of God. The Holy Spirit lives in me. And the Holy Spirit ain't going to hell. Okay? This flesh is going into the ground, but the Holy Spirit ain't going into the ground. The Bible says, absent from the body. You not say more? The good soldier has his priorities in order. The good soldier has his priorities in order. That go get bogged down. See, some of us get bogged down. I can't get bogged down. You can get bogged down. It's hard to serve the Lord when you're bogged down. Okay? It's hard to give the Lord your best when you've given the world your best. He has his priorities in order. Look what, look what 2 Timothy 2.4 says. He said, no man at war entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. Listen, this great church in Ephesus. In Revelation 2, it talks about the Ephesus church. It was a great church. Something happened. Something happened. Let me read it. It says in, in, in Revelations 2, 1, it says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? These things say he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Walk means on a regular basis, this, this, 
this this angel, okay, this 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 person of Jesus Christ was going through the churches, knowing all the ins and outs, knowing our thoughts, our feelings, our outward and our inward conduct. This this person here that holdeth the seven candles in his right hand. Watch what he says. I know that works. Let me tell you something. If G, if I said that to you, you could question it. You could say, "Well, you don't know. You don't. Who are you? Ain't God." Okay. But if God says that to you, if God says, "I know that works," He know what He's talking about. He know everything about you and thy labor. Watch this. And thy labor, how hard you work, and thy patience, how much you able to endure. And how thou canst bear them which are evil. Church ought to be all that. That's what Mary was talking about. There's a lot of churches that put up with stuff. Put up with evil. Okay. Don't have patience. Watch what else he says. He says, and, and thou hast tried them that say they are apostles. There's a lot of folks say they are apostles today. You know, I know I, I've beaten this horse many times, but, you know, if, if you say you're an apostle, then tell me when you've seen Jesus, okay? Tell me when you've seen Jesus walk to serve. That's one of the main criteria of being an apostle. And are not. That's what he said. And are not. And they have found them liars. But then he says this in verse 3. And has borne, has patience, and for my name's sake has labored and not fainted. This was a good church. This was a good church. Nevertheless, that's not a good word. Okay. He says, I have somewhat against thee. What was it? Y'all know off the top of your head? I think some of y'all do. They lost their first love. That's what he says. Because thou has left thy first love. Meaning what? The priorities changed. The priorities changed and your love for the Lord changed. Your love for the Lord changed. It, it, it wasn't the same as when you came to the Lord. I think we have to fight against that. I have that conversation a lot with the Lord. I, I do, do I prepare the same way I did 10 years ago, 15 years ago? When I when I preach, do I preach with passion and 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 understanding? Am I making sure you guys understand? Am I am I skimping? It's easy to do that as a pastor. You can skip it. You can just say, well, you know, I'll start studying on Friday and Saturday, and next thing you know, you you up early Sunday morning trying to put something together. Folks recognize that. Be you call that and 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 and. In uh, Pastor Squares, we call that a leftover biscuit. Okay? A Kentucky Fried Chicken Biscuit don't taste the same microwave two days later. <laughs> okay. Let's get down to, the, to business. Let's get down to business. I got a whole new, I got a whole new outline. He's talking about this soldier. And we get to Ephesians 6. And I'm going to read Ephesians 6. I'm just going to read a couple. Because I, when, I, when, I when I got to put on the whole armor of God, I kind of got stuck. All right? 
And I get stuck when I'm studying. But in Ephesians 6.10, Paul says, finally, he's given them five books of the Bible. He's given them who they were, who they are, and what they should be doing. That's how Paul studied. If you read any of his books, the first half of the book is about who you were, what God has done, and based on what God has done, how you should live. So now he gets to chapter 10. Now, I heard people go straight to chapter 10 and start off and, and folks don't understand the first five chapters. But here, here he's talking about the soldiers. He's talking about the soldiers' armor. And I thought this was fascinating study. He said, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. And then he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devils. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Still ain't got to the army yet, has he? Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. What is the whole armor of God? Everything, the whole gospel, the whole gospel, okay? We, 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 I mean, we can have some favorite books. I tell people, people ask me all the time, what's your favorite book in the Bible? One of them is, is Ephesians. I, I really love studying Ephesians. I love studying First Thessalonians, okay? I love studying Colossians. I mean, I love studying Joshua, okay? Can't go wrong with any of them, okay? But when you study all those books, you, you, you're equipping yourself for spiritual battle. Let me, let me see if I can find this real quick. Let me see if I can find this real quick. Y'all bear with me. Because I have all these notes that got caught in the rain the other day. And Cindy brought my notes in. Me and Amaya was out there goofing off. But, but in, in Isaiah 40 and 31. Now, now, now we, 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 we know this verse. But he says, those, but those who hope in the Lord. Okay. Watch this. Watch the wheels. Watch the wheels in this verse. There's four of them. Okay? And in and, and, and Isaiah 40 and 31, there's four wheels in this verse. This, this is a verse that shows determination. I was watching a video of an eagle. And, and the video had an eagle had swooped down in some people's yard and grabbed a dog. So white dog and grabbed the dog and took it up, took it to where his nest was, and them people weren't seeing the dog no more. Okay, once that eagle got that dog, it was over with. It wasn't like, well, maybe he'll realize it's a dog and not a raccoon or something and bring it back. No, that eagle wasn't bringing it back. Okay, an eagle is a powerful animal. Okay, a strong animal. No animal can get as close to the sun as the eagle. Okay. And the, and the eagle ain't nothing to play with. When the eagle has children, the eagle don't do his children like we do our children. So the eagle look at his nest and say, it's time to fly. <laughs> the, eagle, the eagle look at his nest and say, you too big for this nest. The eagle grab his chip and take him up to the top and let him go. Fly or die. 
And, 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 and I believe most of them fly. They realize, you know, and, and, and I, just, I just know that. But going back to our verse, he, he, Isaiah 40, 31, he said, but those who hope in the Lord, watch this, will renew their strength. Now, I like that renew. That means that mean it's getting stronger and stronger. Okay? They will renew their strength. Because when we get out there, and this world will put some heat on us. This world will. You, you can have some weeks where you just feel like, whoo. Okay? You can get zapped. All right? I, I, I'm just thinking that just a, a week or so ago, you know, and, and, and Sylvia's grandbabies lost their dad. That's, 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 some, that's some weight on everybody. Okay? And, you know, I, I remember when Cindy lost her sister. I'll never forget that. Okay? That weighs you down. You got you gotta you gotta come back from that. And see the problem with a lot of folks that don't have the hope of the Lord when they go through some of that stuff, they don't do this. They stay down. But the word of God says you don't stay down. He said, He said, but those who have who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Okay? I don't know where y'all at. When y'all come in here on Wednesday nights, Sunday school, I don't, I don't, in, in, in church, I don't know where y'all at. I know, I know this though. We all need some strength. Amen. We here to renew our strength. And I could see some people who like somebody was saying, "Don't come to church a whole lot." People that got to where they saying, "Well, you don't need the church." And 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 I see a lot of Christians just weaker than they should be, weaker than they should be, and they might not even understand this joy we have. Okay, Geraldine coming here and she just watches. I sit here and watch Geraldine. She just watches, and 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 and, and I'm like, this is what we do. We have a good time, and we learning, and we growing. Okay, and 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 I see the people around us stronger. I see Columbus getting stronger. I see Dick and Jeremy getting stronger. I see Vaughn getting more annoying. <laughs> But those who hope in the Lord, you don't have no excuse because it's a command. This is not a suggestion. Will renew their strength. And they will soar on the wings of eagles. How about that? They will run and not grow weary. How about that? And they will walk. And not faint. That means that they walk no matter what you're dealing with. You're going to run into some stuff. You're going to run into some adversity, some trials. You're going to run into some death. But because you have renewed your strength, because you have soared on the wings of evil, because you can run and not grow weary, you can walk in not faint. And many of us, many of us, I, I, can, I can say this. And the other said, well, you don't know that. I do know this. I think many of us in this room, when adversity strikes our family, when I look around the room and the people in this room, we the strongest people in the room. Would that be true? Would that be true? We're going to be the strongest ones there. We definitely going to be stronger than all the unsafe folks there. <laughs> and they may not even understand why we ain't? Why ain't you fainting? Why ain't you falling apart? Maybe that's for later. 
Maybe that's none of your business. Maybe I maybe I'ma do that on on in, in my private time. Okay. All right, let me get back. I just that was just in there like three weeks ago. Couldn't let it pass. Wherefore, Ephesians six thirteen. Wherefore, take take unto you the whole. Armor of God. How about that? Don't leave none of it. Now, y'all know Jim Brown passed? My father's sister lived next door to Jim Brown when they lived in Shaker Heights in Cleveland. My father and Jim Brown talked to him and he met him, you know. That was back in the old Shaker Heights when they were, you know, my, 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 uh, my father's sister, husband was a big time mafia guy. Big time, big time. You lived in Shaker Heights in the 60s as a brother. You had some change. And he ended up getting killed. He ended up getting killed. And, and they came into his house and shot his whole family. Killed, he killed one of his kids and, and um, killed him and injured two of his kids. And, and that was in the, in the late 60s. And they took like $300,000. Now, you had $300,000 in the late 60s. Okay, but I say Jim Brown because they've been running old videos of Jim Brown. Anybody watch some? You just turn on the TV. They Jim Brown, you know, rest in peace and all that. I don't believe in all that rest in peace stuff because I I never heard Jim Brown mention Jesus Christ or God. But that's not in my business. They tell me on Facebook. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I you know I mean if, if God gives you a platform. If God give you a worldwide platform, this, this is what I meant. If God give you a worldwide platform and you can't mention your Lord and say, let me, let me tell you something. Okay? Let them call me. Let's say, let, me, let them call me and say, hey, we need some preachers to come down here. This old 13-year-old girl got shot. You know what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to lift up the Savior. I'm going to lift up the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I'm going to tell you what's happening on the south side. Okay? I'll tell you what's happening in Baltimore. I'll tell you what's happening in Detroit. I'll tell you what's happening in Chicago, Los Angeles, Houston, Memphis, Philadelphia. No God. No God. No God. You can put all peace on the streets you want. Okay? It is what it is. Y'all need God. All these churches, church on every corner on the south side, people getting shot right in front of churches. What's going on? What's going on? Churches get people getting shot in front of your church. Wherefore, take on to you the whole armor of God. Why? Why? That's how I look at it. That's how I read scripture. Because somebody, somebody going to say why. Well, Paul said, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Why, Paul? Why? Here's why. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. That's why. Keep it on. I don't see nothing in here about taking it on. Okay? There ain't no, none of this equipment going on your back. I think, I think most Christians got their armor on backwards. They got it on the back. Fire darts is lighting them up. Play Christians. And have on all and having done all to stand. Now here we go. 
Here we go. Verse 14. Watch this. Stand therefore, having your loins gird about with truth. Stop right there. You know what it starts at? Truth. Truth. The first, the first piece of armor is truth. Okay? Stay with me. Cause, cause if you don't have the truth, none of the other armor gonna fit. It is it's not gonna work because it's all grounded in truth. But but think about it like this. And I'm gonna skip a lot of this stuff. Let me skip a lot of this. Maybe we'll go back to it. But watch this. When he says, gird up your loins with truth. What the, what the soldiers would do in that day. And it was time to battle because they wore the long flowing robes. They would pull them up. Say that. And tuck them in. Watch this. Spiritually, and I told you, my, my sanctified imagination can get the best of me at some times. But spiritually, what are they doing? What are they protecting when they, when they, when they gird up the loins? No. Where are the loins at? Those are your, those are your private parts, your, your crouch area. And, and when you gird up your loins, it was the equivalent of putting on a jock strap for battle. Okay? Somebody said, hmm. Sylvia, give me that look. I know her. She said, yeah, give me a little bit more. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to give you a little bit more because it got me the same way. I'm like, wait a minute, because this guy's saying they, they was actually making a jock strap. Because, let me tell you something, ain't nothing like getting hit in the stones. You going down, you don't have no fight in you. If you boxing and somebody hits you with a low blow, you getting a break for a while. Okay? I'm just trying to, see, I have to make sure you guys understand this stuff. All right? So what they was doing, they was protecting their jewels. Because, listen, all you women already know, you can imagine your husband, one, you know, uh, swift kick, I got him. <laughs> now that he got a jock strap on. Okay? Yeah. See, we went back in the day when Jim Brown played, we had to wear a jock strap. A cup. Oh, come on, y'all. Do you, how many of y'all know John the Baptist wore a cup? He wore a jock strap. See? See? Pastor been studying. All right, y'all may think I work 15 jobs and don't have time to study. <laughs> look at, look at, look at these verses in Matthew 3 and 4 and, Math, and Mark 1 and 6. I'm going to read both of them. I'm going to read both of them. I'm reading out of King James Bible. 
It says, it says in Matthew 3, 4, and, and see, see, John the Baptist was a warrior now. No, see, 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 you don't have to go hard and long for me to find somebody that was a servant of God that was soft. Okay? I, I, I was teaching this online, and, and, and a guy said, but you you so rough, and God is a God of compassion. Blessed are the meek. I said, well, you know what meek means? Power under control. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That don't mean you just poor in spirit. don't mean you weak. Who teaching these people? Poor in spirit really means you understand you need more. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who understand that they need more power. More God's word. More God's spirit. More God's faith. More God's holiness. More God's grace. That wouldn't mean to be poor in spirit. It don't mean, uh-huh, I'm poor in spirit. No, no, no. I know I need to be stronger. That's what that poor in spirit means. I know I need to be stronger to do this work. All right, here we go. Matthew 3, 4. In the same, John had his raiment of camel's hair. He had a camel vest on. Camel hair. Now you meet somebody out in the desert with a camel skin vest on. You know you're dealing with something. <laughs> this, is a, this, this guy ain't nothing to mess with. Okay? He, he on the, I'm going 100 degrees, he got on wool. Alright? We understand the camel hair. Watch this now. And a leather girdle about his loins. He had a leather jockstrap. Let me read that again. And a leather girdle about his loins, wrapped around his private parts and around these vulnerable areas. Okay? Let me tell you something. I, I you know, some people say, well, you know, a man can't have a baby. All right? That's true. That's true. Okay? I think somebody, somebody sent me something. Eight billion people have been born in the, born in the world, and none of them by a woman. None of, none of them by a man. Okay? Okay? I, I, and they said you can, you can uh, fact check that. All right? <laughs> okay? But let me tell you something. I had that hernia surgery. I, I don't, you know, and the more I think about it, and I tell my buddies, they say, oh, you know, I had a hernia. I say, I had a hernia. Dude, I had a hernia. And, and I had a local. It was done local. All right? I, I didn't get put to sleep or anything. It was done local. He cut on me, cut, and talked to me during the whole thing. And he said, can you feel that? Can you feel that? Cough for me. Cough for me. Cough for me. He did a local surgery. He did a hernia. Now, you know, I get with Dave and Jake. They say he was, he was you know, he done it in his basement. All right? So after that, after that, he gave me some pain pills. And I ain't feeling no pain. For about four hours. <laughs> then the pain. Cindy had the prescription. And she was at the mall when the pain started. And that hurt bad, boy. That was pain there. Karina was little. Karina was little. And they said, well, whatever you do, don't let nobody, you know. Karina, Karina now, now that I think of it, Karina was just like a Maya. So, so Cindy bringing the pain pills home, and, and my body's going boom, boom, boom. But y'all know that pain feeling? Boom. I mean, it's just, I'm just going crazy. I'm just sitting in the bed, and I'm like, 
every time I was like, my heart was beating in my, in my stomach. And we had a house with stairs at that time. We lived in Minnow Ridge. And, and here come Amaya. I could hear her coming up them steps. Not Amaya, Karina. Coming up them steps. And then I could see her flying in the air. <laughs> Landing on that bed. <laughs> and I like to have a, I like to have a baby. <laughs> okay? So, so I say all that to, to understand how you got to protect these parts. All right? Look at the next text. And John was clothed with camel's hair. Now, here we go. And a girdle of skin. Okay? Matthew called it a leather girdle. Mark called it a, a girdle of skin about his loins. Now, now, what's the, what's, what's, where, where are you going with this, Pastor? Where are you going with this? Here's where I'm going with this. I'll get back to that. Here's where I'm going with this. Having girdled your loins with truth. Okay. What is the number one area that Satan attacks believers? Number one. It ain't drinking. Sexuality. Sexuality. Okay? So, so, so we are called as Christians to, to gird up your loins, not only for physical attacks, but spiritual attacks. All right? Because that area can, is sensitive. And it don't take much to get it excited. <laughs> They say, they say men like cans of pop. You shake it up. They say you shake it up and they're ready to pop. All right. They say women, women, women are different in the area of, sex, of sexuality where they used to be. You have to work it a little bit to get it aroused. Okay, you have to have game. Or conversation, you had to, you, you, you know, a man, you shake him up. <laughs> Show him a little bit, you know, and he's ready to roll. John is saying, or, 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 or Paul is saying, he says, stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth. Okay. See, Ephesians 6.14. All right? All right? Now, where are we at in America? Where is Satan attacking us right now? Right now today, where are we being attacked at in America? Our sexuality. Our sexuality. America's sexuality is under attack because if we can confuse our young people, to where they don't, they don't know whether they are a boy or a girl. They don't know what they, they don't know. And if you can't understand your sexuality, that God made man and woman. Okay? If, you don't, if that truth is not in place, all the other equipment ain't going to work. Okay? It ain't going to work. 
Now, I know some of y'all. We had some foster kids once. They took them to the daycare. And daycare, like, to show movies to the kids when they didn't have nothing else for the kids to do. And they showed little Nicholas. Little Nicholas was with us. I like little Nicholas. He's the craziest bit, but they tried to show little Nicholas Tyler Perry. Nicholas say, Miss Neil, Miss Neil said, we don't watch men dress like girls. All right. <laughs> okay. So, Deuteronomy 22, 5 says, a woman should not wear, shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on woman's clothing for all that do so. How about that? How about that? Been down this road. I got in trouble with this. I got in trouble with this. I, I think I said this at a one church in warning it, and people start walking out because they, they like Medea. Okay. And it says, and all that do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. And they say, well, you know, Tyler Perry, he's an actor. It don't mean like he just having fun with it. Let me tell you, it ain't funny now, is it? Somebody see the Adidas guy? They had the Adidas guy. They had the guy in the Adidas swimsuit with the bulge in front. They had the little trans, trans, trans girl on the beer can. On the beer can. How's that? How's that? How's that? Is that just me? I'm hoping all Christians is looking at this land. Man, we we heading down a bad road here. And it didn't start with Tyler Perry. Okay. Long time ago. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Flip Wilson. Y'all remember Flip Wilson? Devil made me do it. He, that wasn't what he was famous for. He was famous for Geraldine. Okay. Robin Williams. Y'all remember Robin Williams in Starfire? Robin Williams. Robin Williams committed suicide. Y'all know why? They was asking him to do a Miss Doubtfire 2. He struggled with that thing. He struggled with that thing because there was a time where Robin Williams confessed to Jesus Christ as Lord. And he struggled with that thing. And he didn't want to do it. Okay. What's my point? Here's what David says. Psalms 14.1. Y'all know this. The fool have said in his heart. There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable things. There is none that do of good. Now, now, now. I, I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean. I don't like to be political. I, I, I really don't. I really try to stay out of that. I think most of y'all know where I stand politically. But in the church, I don't like to talk about politics, and I, I haven't. Okay. And I'm not talking about politics now. But I'm saying that there was a woman. Looked like us. And, 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 and she was nominated to the Supreme Court. Okay. A mother of two daughters of the Protestant church. Y'all know what the Protestant church is, right? They would, they, they, a lot of people try to clump everybody in a Protestant church, but the Baptists are not a part of the Protestant church. Okay? The Protestant church is basically the, the church that left Catholicism. All right? And they called the Reformation movement and they protested against the Catholic dogma and Martin Luther wrote the theses on the wall and they left it and they became Protestant, meaning protested what the Catholic Church was doing. So this woman says she's a Protestant. She graduated from Harvard. Magna cum laude. Y'all know what magna cum laude is? Okay. 
And they asked her, Protestant, magna cum laude, two daughters. What is a woman? What is a woman? She said, I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Let me, let me help y'all. Let me help y'all. I'm going to close. In 1 Timothy 3.15, Paul says this about the church. He says, and, and Paul was known for going places and preaching and going to jail. You know, I, I, can, I can see myself going to jail. Okay, I can see myself going to jail. All right, so I, I just get it in while I can, while I can still get it in. He says, but if I tarry long, I mean, if I get put in jail, that thou mayest know us. Did I get y'all a verse? 1 Timothy 3.15. That thou mayest, thou mayest know how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God. Which is the church of the living God. Meaning what? The, the spirit of God lives in this church. When we show up, he show up. Okay? It's a church of the living God. Okay? Now he says this. It is a pillar in the ground of truth. Now you can't find truth in the church. You can't find it nowhere. If you can't find truth in the church, you can't find it nowhere. You will not find it on Wall Street. You will not find it in the White House. You will not find it nowhere if it's not found in the church. All right? Okay. Genesis 127. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to close. I don't want nobody here saying they don't know what a man is or a woman is. All right? I'm a man. I'm a man. I get upset. I can get delusional. And I can go to the doctor and say, cut this penis off. All right? When I leave that doctor's office, I'm still going to be a man with no penis. Mm -hmm. All right? Why? Because I was born a man. Period. There's nothing I can do to change that. I can put on pumps. Fishnets, Botox, take some estrogen. End of the day, <laughs> still a man. Okay, still a man. Just crazy. <laughs> Just a confused man with no penis and a body full of estrogen when it should be testosterone. And some fishnets. Genesis 127. So God created man in his own image. See, so you see what's under attack here, right? God is under attack. God is under attack. These groups of people who pushing this trans, transgender and all this non-binary stuff. God is under attack. So God created man in his own image and in, his, in the image of God created him. Male and female created them. Genesis 5-2. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam. Genesis 6-19. Of every living thing of flesh, two of every sort shall thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee and they shall be Male and female. 
Genesis 7, 2. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and the breasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Okay? What when no two dude chipmunks getting on the ark? Okay? Wasn't no two male raccoons getting on the ark. Wasn't no two female kangaroos. I don't know where these animals come from. No two feet. Listen, Mo, who, who was in it? Noah was looking at it. Listen, pull it up. All right. Male, female. The two dudes came by. No moss. Go back, go on back. Y'all get this? Genesis 7, 9. Last one. There went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. Okay. Okay. That's, a, that's what it means. To gird up your loins with truth. Because if you get confused, and if you don't protect, if you don't protect that area, whether it's physical or spiritual or sexual, you're going to be messed up. And the rest of your armor is not going to work. Next week, we'll talk about the spirit of truth. We'll talk about the spirit of truth a little bit more as we go through this Equipment. We're going to go through all the equipment in, that, in, your, in your whole armor in the next couple of weeks. I, think that was, I thought that was fascinating. I never saw that, that they wore a leather girdle to protect their loins. How about that? How about that? See, the word of God is fascinating to me. I find something new all the time when I'm studying. But 